0: Welcome back, friends, To visions veiled and violent. In the last episode, our teen heroes, aided greatly by the great sword of I, Edwale Stormbringer, defeated the monstrous psychedelic toad that had assaulted us in the corrupted tent of illusions. Looking through the remains of the toad, our friend Jericho discovered a strange stone disc which held an ominous message of shadow overcoming Xyothay. After getting old Strem, the grandfather of the troop, to take a look at the object, the Zatis learned that the disc and the magic that overwhelmed the tent were demonic in nature. Equally verboten, our rogue friend Luthander confided to the party that he had been having visions since picking up the lucky blade that Smedley had given him. Surrounded by ominous warnings and desperate for answers, our party finally allowed Hanata's curiosity to overcome us and we opened the mysterious package that Luthander had received from the blue-skinned pirate. Inside, we found another strange message, which my little brother, Nevitz, and I were able to at least partially figure out that it was a reference to the three gods that look after us Hanatas. Still in need of answers, our party was just about ready to go and seek out the council of Mother Sylvanza, when we had found out that the tent we had sequestered ourselves in had been tied shut from the outside, rather than being another prank by the jesterful Zani, we instead heard a voice from the outside that said he wouldn't let us stop him from killing his targets. And then we smelled smoke. As the figures Zuthander had seen in his visions lit fire to the tent with us still trapped inside.
1: Because when we last left off... We had five Hanatazadis Zadis in a tent uh, that had just had the tent flap tied shut and lit a flame. So the ball goes back to the Hanataz court to see how you're going to get yourselves out of this one,
2: Zadis. And Nate, just to reiterate, the last word we heard from the person starting the fire was, I will kill the other two without the knife. That is correct.
3: Jericho's, like, looking around wildly as the flames whip up across the tent. Uh, She's frozen.
4: Uh, And Luthanda's thinking, wait, we've got a tent, we've got a knife. That seems like there's a solution. But actually, just a mechanics question, Nate, uh, is this some sort of... I mean, this is like a a big canvas tent, right? It's not? Correct. Yep. So, (laughs) okay.
1: I mean, it's been staked to the ground, so you can't just push your way out from under the tent. But it is canvas. Flammable
2: canvas I would put out. What what is in this tent? Is it just storage? Is it for a different show? Nevitz is actually more worried or equally worried about this tent fire spreading to the rest of the Carnivale. Um, He thinks we can extricate ourselves from the tent, as Luthander said, by cutting a hole in the side. But he is worried about this thing becoming an infernal.
1: So this is the backup tent for the Tent of Illusions. And so the floor is just dry straw and some bales of hay stacked up so that way the the enchanters could make magical mazes out of it with their illusions. But right now it's empty, just full of very flammable
2: things. I think Nevitz is going to take a cue from Luthander then and race towards one of the tent walls, pulling out his scimitar to cut a hole in the side of it.
4: Luthander will pull the magic dagger
2: out in case
4: that's of any use. Okay. says uh, In case there's weird magic afoot around the tent,
1: you know. Well, there's weird magic being afoot has been a bit of a daily theme. Mm. So first, uh, Nevitz, give me an attack
2: roll against the tent side panel. Uh, 19 on the die for a 25. Ooh, yeah. Uh, now, uh, roll damage. Uh, five on the die for... Nine points of damage. So Nevots, you're able to
1: keenly slice a Nevit-sized hole right through the tent
2: flap about three and a half feet high. I knew you were gonna pull that and I didn't change it ahead of time. Fair enough.
1: You know? Exact words. Big fan. Uh meanwhile, Lathander, as you grip the knife, give me a wisdom saving throw.
4: I gotta stop gripping this knife. Terrible idea! I'm going to fall uh, over and get... There's so many things that I fire. want to
1: say in response to that that I cannot for a family-friendly No, no, podcast, please, go ahead.
4: Oh. No, that's, that's <laughs> oh. Oh. It's as bad as it could possibly be. It's a natural one.
2: I don't think I'm making this up. Your rolling has gotten so much worse since you've come across this lucky blade.
4: Yep, yep. Nate looks so pleased right now.
2: I don't know. I'm I'm bummed. I'm
1: super bummed about your rolling there.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with my uh, wisdom modifier. It's yep.
1: You know it's it's fine. It's fine. So, Lathander, as you grip the hilt of this now that you know to be enchanted knife, you're suddenly thrust out of your body to where you now perceive a pair of elderly folk, one man one woman, the man being considerably older but the woman still well past her mothering years uh, both in priestly garment uh, chatting merrily you know, eating some of the humber nuts from the sweets tent and, and the old man uh, sipping on one of the tankards of ale uh, from the tent of warm feelings and they, they're walking down a little winding uh, forested path back towards the town of Nevermore So you can see this from this high angle perspective, almost like you're looking down from the trees. And out of the corner of your eye, you can see some figures in the very distant peripheral periphery of your vision that appear to be following them. Otherwise, your senses have completely left your body. So to the rest of the group, it looks like Lathander is just standing there, slack jawed, mouth open, eyes wide and vacant in the middle of the burning tent. What do Adewale, Jericho, and more do?
3: Well, um, is there a hole? I mean, I know it's Nevit-sized, but is it open? Can I just sprint towards the hole and help tear it open? I'm going to do that if that's possible.
1: So the tent is canvas, so if you try to tear it open with, like, your raw strength, you're relying uh, on...
3: I mean, I also have a knife as well. I can I can help, you know, hack at the tent as well. Like, Widen the just, gap? Yeah, just, like... If he's, t- if he's torn a hole open, I want to get in there and make that hole even bigger.
1: Okay. Uh, yes, Pup. Jericho, please do so. Uh, roll to... to... I almost said knife that hole, but I'm going to reel <laughs> that one back. Uh, they, uh, roll to widen the opening. Yes,
3: right. Um, no matter what case, you say, it's going to bad, What am I doing here? Uh, attack roll. Oh, okay. Uh, in that case, that's a 15.
1: Right, that'll hit. And so, what's the damage on it?
3: Okay, uh, I believe that is a d4, right? Dagger, yeah. yes. That Jesus is Christ! Two points. <laughs> All
1: right. And so, you managed to, to to rip this uh this gap wider and higher up, uh, to where it's now about five feet from the ground. So someone can can stoop and, and push their way through, unless they happen to be, you know, a, a giant or catatonic. I Moore, a- What are you
5: doing? Yeah, I have a mechanical question. Please. So, because I'm not a spell slots. Because again, same day, same day, no long best. rest. Yep. Um, Sacred flame isn't like a fire spell, um, but the description says it's like more of a radiance. Um, but the description says it has to be a creature that I can see. Is a tent a creature?
1: It's a tent dead is creature. not a creature. No. Dead cow.
5: What if I give it a name? <laughs> then a <laughs> sentient. <laughs>
1: Barring uh, philosophical debates about the, the nature of creatures, mechanically, no, it's not a creature.
5: Darn, okay. Um, okay, I think... I also have a dagger, but I have negative two strength. Um, yeah, we already
3: tore a big hole.
5: I'm going to go to the only problem I can solve. I'm going to go to Luthander, because it's obvious that he's out of it, right? Like, he's just holding a knife. Yep. Just like, okay. So I'm just, just going to go... There,
1: staring ahead blankly. Way again. I'm going to
5: slap him and, be, and just say, Lathander, pull yourself together. We have to get out of here.
1: Okay. Uh, Roll unarmed strike. Okay. Oh, I have dice. 15 on the day. 13. Okay. Okay. Uh, A 1d4 um, plus your strength modifier. So one. One? Yep. All right. That one point of damage is going to be enough for Lathander to get a retry on his wisdom save.
4: Yes. That's what I was hoping. <laughs> That is 18 on the die, 21.
1: Ooh, yeah, so all of a sudden you've just, like someone has grabbed hold of your eyeballs and yanked them back by some invisible chain. You feel all your senses go whooshing back until you are inside your body again.
4: Awesome. And I'm putting the dagger away (laughs) somewhere it's really hard to reach. My pack.
0: There you go. Adewale, what are you doing? Alright, step away from the tent, everybody. And I'm gonna take my greatsword out and I'm gonna slash at it to make it my own little flap. Please do. Okay, that's a fourteen and six total. Six? And so,
1: as you swing your blade down in a swooshing arc, the edge of it catches the Top of the tent, slicing from the ceiling all the way down to the ragged flap that Jericho and Nevitz had made, both simultaneously widening the opening they'd made and causing the tent to begin to collapse in on itself.
2: Wait exactly as planned, everyone out.
5: Yeah, I'm running out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, run, run away. Nevitz, yep. Well, Nevitz is going to race out and he's going to immediately look for some sorts of water so he can start bailing water over to put out the tent and make sure the fire doesn't spread and he will shout out fire.
4: Oh yeah, oh, I think we're meant that's... to stay near the exit until a warden instructs us to evacuate in an orderly fashion and the evacuation tone sounds. Nah. Nah, let's run. Okay, done. Let's get out of here.
1: All right, and so as you as you shout out fire, you see the gathered crowd of Carnavale visitors uh, first all stare in unison, shocked at this sudden conflagration and then you see various hanatas all rushing up as fast as they can to provide some sort of aid. What are you going to do in the meantime?
4: It seems to be under control, right? So can we see the people that set this alight, Nate? I assume there's a lot of people around. It's not obvious. but
1: There, there are a lot of people around. Give me a perception check there. See if you can spot anyone who looks unusually suspicious.
4: That is 13 on the die plus seven is twenty.
1: Ooh. Ah, see so they it looks like the with all the milling about, you can't quite get a bead on any one person in particular who looks like they had something to do with your most recent predicament.
4: Shall we carry on? If there's Let's no immediate sh- danger.
5: Yeah, I, I say else? we go to Mother Slavenza and just be done with today. Just just, just tell her what's happened. Have her confirm that this is out of our hands and then take a long rest.
2: Before that, more or Luthander, have either of you had visions that might say where the next attack would be? From from what you said, Luthander, there are two more killings that are in the offing. And again, they will definitely blame the Hanatas.
4: That's a good point. Uh-huh. I haven't told everyone what I saw. So I will relay the information that we just, well, yeah. So I'll, I'll repeat that story on the way to mother sylvanza i assume nate it would be reasonably obvious where they are we've been in this spot for a while so we would have some sense of where the vision was that i have
1: uh so that is a good question uh give me a survival check to see if you can orient based on where your senses have been
4: uh 10 plus 313
1: so you you sense that you were somewhere up high you can't quite intuit where exactly that would be. You do know that the town is north of the Carnivale, so presumably some of these, wherever this this path was that the people were taking is to the north of you, but whether that's directly in front of you to the west, to the east, you you can't quite discern. Okay.
2: Having heard Luthander describe the point of view that he was seeing this vision, um, Nevitz wants to look up and see if there's any sign of that mechanical bird that was following us earlier. Never give me a perception check. Oof. Nine on the die for an adjusted 11.
1: Uh, advantage, because you know exactly what you're looking for.
2: We're going to go with the original nine on the die for an <laughs> adjusted 11.
1: Okay, yeah, so uh, So no. You, you, from your perspective, as the other Hanatas rush over to aid in putting out the tent fire uh, you're just too short to, to see where those treetops might be <laughs> it's a cruel world for short folk Then <laughs> <laughs> is anyone helping to try to put out the blaze out of curiosity you don't have to just wondering do they look
5: like they have it under control
1: define control
5: <laughs> is the fire shrinking or getting bigger
1: fire isn't quickly getting bigger.
4: Does it look like it could spread to other tents? <sighs>
1: well, well, the other tents like are quite it. flammable and there is straw all over the ground to make path through the soft mud.
2: Recognizing that he's not going to be able to bail water all that rapidly since it takes a lot of strength and Nevitz will try to race around the tent and kick all the straw hay um, away from, you know, away from being a connector between the burning tent and any other tents.
1: And so Nevitz, as you do so, you see a a familiar harlequin figure running up with a, a, a wooden bucket
2: uh, shouting out oh hi, hey Nevitz don't worry I've got some water for you." does Zani actually have water in the bucket Nate? he does
1: uh, as Zani stops and tosses the water onto Nevitz
2: Zani the time, the time for play <laughs> is not right now we need to put out the fire
5: ooh where's Robert can I go search for him
2: Yes,
1: you can go search for Robert. Uh, given the, the the chaos all around, it's not quite clear. You are about eighty feet or so from where the livestock pens are, and another hundred feet or so from where the the beast wagons are.
5: Okay, I'm gonna sprint over there, calling to like every strong person I see running that way, like Edward And I don't is Luthander strong.
4: Nope.
5: No, okay. So definitely not him. And I just like anyone I see, I call them to there are like many follow types me. Types of
1: strength. Let's, let's not let's not <laughs> presume too much here.
5: I,
3: I've I, been doing.
4: Strong. Yeah, luthander has been doing lots of push-ups since he's died. Mm-hmm. Can, can we? Can I see where? Uh, um, and then, is then as we
5: close in on Robert, um, I'm just gonna be like, Robert, how fast can you web a tarp size web to carry water?
1: So you see that the the enormous. Spider turns to you, its, its eyes gleaming with curiosity as is, it is asks, Watch tarp!
5: Okay, just web in a square, a very, a very big square, Robert.
1: So, And, and Robert begins eagerly patting after you, his, his eight legs kicking up straws as he goes, uh, Jericho, what were you doing?
3: Sorry, uh, so my question is, can I can I see where Zani's at over there?
1: Yeah, you can see where he just just chucked a bucket of water in Nevitz's face.
3: Can kinda... I kind of shake my head and put my hand on Zonny's look at him and then, you know, in Nevitz's voice I say Zonny and then I wave my hand and some text appears. Did you see who left the, who came to this tent after you?
1: And Zonny shakes his head the the little bells on his hat jingling. Oh, I sure did! Who was that? Oh, it was about, uh, three nasty-looking townies?
3: I look at Nevitz, uh, well, I'm like, go on, uh, I kind of gestured to
2: Nevitz. In which direction did they go, Zani? Oh, I wasn't paying attention. Zani, was there anyone else standing outside of the tent besides those three? Not counting me and you guys? Zani, go fetch more water. Oh,
1: sure. As he, he pads off the, the bells in his hat jingling, he runs off to the trough to go scoop up more water. As uh, Robert and Moore come scampering up, uh, the crowd. Parting to make plenty of room for the huge spider.
5: So my idea was to have this like tarp and like put as much water and like have a bunch of strong people carry it towards the fire. Spiderwebs can Can carry water.
1: That learn something new every day. All right. So so explaining this concept to Robert, uh, he begins as quickly as he can. Webbing back and forth and back and forth on the ground to to make a big sticky square.
0: Uh as Robert is making the square, I'm using the pointy stick, the pointy stick I have in my hand. I'm using the great sword, and I'm taking the corners of the uh, tarp and and whatnot and trying to get them all centered in one area, so that way, this fire instead goes in instead of out.
1: Ooh, very good. I like that. Uh, do a survival check uh, for that move. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, eighteen for a twenty-two total?
1: All right. So Adwali is successful in kicking most of the flammable material into and away from where it can spread. So that way, the fire is is growing taller but not wider.
3: It's a bonfire. <laughs> Does this fire seem supernatural anyway?
1: Uh, it does not, but it does look like it was obviously deliberately
3: made. Okay, so we could actually. Not.
4: Good, Luthander. What are you up to? Uh, Luthander's actually just watching at the moment, uh, not really seeing how he can contribute in any meaningful way. Uh, but the um, uh, he's he's really keen to get to Mother Solenza, and if the fire doesn't look like it's spreading. He's yeah. He's he's just going to keep keep watching, not get in the way. Particularly Passive observation. That's a technique. Well, particularly as we've got a uh, seven foot something person sorting out the flammable stuff. So
1: and oh. as uh, as Robert continues to as fast as his eight little legs can spin around, uh, lay that webbing down in the square. You hear the the, the jingle jangle of, of bells on hat as Zani comes running up again. I got the water, Nevith! As he throws it on the halfway again.
2: Okay, is there anyone besides Zane trying to actually put out the fire? Like, are the rest of the Hanatas part of the fire brigade?
1: There's, there's people running towards you, but he's the he's the closest available person to help.
2: He's the closest person. There's a difference. Fair, <laughs> but he's. But
4: why you just burn out? That's my underlying. I mean, if it's contained, yes, it's yeah. a problem, but. I mean... With, I'm just with, wondering if we can leave it.
2: Nevis is going to continue to kick all the straw yeah. from between the tents away if Adewale, if Adewale is going to continue to kind of push the flame towards the center. Uh, but he will continue to scream out fire and try to contain it as much as possible. All right. Yes, Jericho? With fan-
3: I kind of gesture to Zani. Like, clearly he's not helping with the fire at all. I'm going to just pull him away and try to clean as much information as I can from him. I keep, like... I'm asking him a lot of questions about these guys. Like, I want to have, like, an, a private conversation, a little discussion with him, you know, about everything. I want to rack his memory. I'm also complimenting him a good bit about his, his bells. Like, they're looking especially shiny today.
1: Oh, well, well, thank you, Jericho. <laughs> that that really means a lot. You know, people always underestimate how hard it is to be a clown. It's actually a lot of work. It's pretty good cardio when you think about it. Jericho give me a DC a difficulty uh, class 20 perception check
3: Telling me the DC
1: I am for dramatic effect yeah
3: I just rolled a 19 on the die I think that's let's see here what what I got a bonus here for um I think I have like a five so plus plus five to that so Mm -hmm. yeah I got it (laughs) yes
1: All right. Uh, So, Jericho, as you you flatter, perhaps genuinely, perhaps not, Zani's floppy belled hat, you happen to notice that there's a little frayed string where one of the bells is missing.
3: Ah, what happened to your bell? He
1: reaches up and he touches the the end of his hat. You mean insight check.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. Ooh, okay. Let's see here. Um... That is a, 13, a 16.
1: So you can tell that Zani's genuinely worried. He's not pantomime or like fake panicking for dramatic effect. He's genuinely worried about the missing bell. Oh, well, gosh, I didn't even realize that had fallen off. Where, where could it have gone? Oh, jeez, thanks, Jericho. I, I would have looked like a fool running around without my bell.
3: No problem. Now, do you remember anything else about those three guys outside the tent?
1: That oh yeah they were uh they were guys there were three of them uh they all look like townies um it was kind of weird that one of them was carrying a torch in the middle of the day but you know you, kinda, you gotta get some people some slack you know, everyone comes to the carnival for different reasons
3: and you didn't see where they went
1: no I was uh I was, I was really just kind of going to do what you told me to do to go set up the stage for that play about the demons Right. Everyone's super stoked about it.
3: Yeah, I got a, I got a whole number in it with uh, some pyrotechnic.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a real knee flapper
3: Well, I'll, I'll kind of look look. Just um, can you tell Mother Silvenza to talk to her? To
1: oh, her? sir, of course. You can She's count lo- on Zani.
3: That's what some people say. I'm counting on you right now, Zani. And I like give him this like like really un uncanny like stare-into-your-soul kind of
1: look. he looks you dead in the eye, all the humor going from his face, as he reaches out with a chalk pencil and makes three lines on Jericho's cheek. <laughs> says, And now I'm counting on you! <laughs> Hilarious. And then he, he turns and, and books it towards the Mother, Mother Sylvenza's tent, his bells jangling as he goes.
2: Seeing the script above um, Jericho's head when she was talking about pyrotechnics, Nevitz would snap his head up and look at Jericho and say, "Do you have the pyrotechnics spell?"
3: I. It's all illusory. Why, why oh, you oh.
2: Never mind. That makes sense. That's a second level spell because pyrotechnics can turn fire into smoke. Sorry, buddy.
1: But Nevitz, as you and Jericho consult about potential solutions to. The immediate problem, you see a, a woman with amethyst-colored hair running towards you in an, an outfit that is probably not appropriate for public. Uh, but Nevitz, you recognize this, and everyone recognizes it immediately, as Mavea, one of the spell dancers from the troop.
2: M- Mavea, uh, sister, are there more coming? We, we need a bucket brigade to make sure we put this out so it doesn't spread.
1: So Mavea you know, looks down to Nevitz and says, no time. This, we need the Everflow. And she, she widens her feet uh, beyond shoulder width. And you see her move her hands in a strange, almost hypnotic pattern before she makes a sudden motion with her palm. And a massive gust of wind rushes out from her arm to extinguish the blaze. As per the second level gust of wind spell.
2: Thank you, sister. You did not happen to see three thugs uh, dressed similarly in brown clothing, running or walking away swiftly from this location, did you?
1: With a hand on her hip, she runs her fingers through her hair and says, Truth be told, I've seen more than three thugs the past several days coming to and fro. No, I was in the tent of veils performing. I only heard
2: about shouting.
1: Saw the smoke. Came here. What
2: happened? arson. It was a set of townies who have uh, ill intent and they may try to pin future crimes on us. Um, we uh, we Zadis must be off to Mother Silvenza. We, we must tell her of uh, what might come. She she
1: nods gravely. Is there anything I can do to help?
2: Uh, I think Nevitz would look up to the rest of the group and see if there's anything that comes to mind. <laughs> can
0: I have a conversation with you, please?
3: Oh <laughs>
0: And so hey. she, she, she
1: cocks her head to the side as she looks at a walleye. Of course. What do you need, no. brother?
0: I wasn't expecting to get this. Oh, Actually, I don't need to talk to you <laughs> okay. right now. I was just fraternizing. Um, <clears throat> out of character. I have a question. I'm assuming I'm done sweeping up the things with a greatsword. Um, can I poke around where the entrance to the te- uh, tarp, tent tarp was to look for stuff just to see if there's any kind of clues whatsoever. Just sure. kind of like, inv- awesome.
1: Give me an investigation check for
0: that. Oh, yeah, plus uno. Okay, bad, 16.
1: Oh, oh ooh,
0: Jericho did you have something? Yeah,
3: so I have a question about um, Zani. Can I see where he's going after I would left?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, give me a perception check, uh,
3: DC twelve. I think, I think, like, as I like talk to him, like, I would be paying, paying attention very closely to see if he's going towards his ten. Like, that was my
1: okay. Yeah, it, it, he looked like he was running in the general direction of it.
3: I kind of want to follow him. To do that. Okay. So I'm gonna do my perception check first of all, and that's an eleven. Uh, that's a sixteen.
1: Okay. Uh, so, Jericho, you're able to shadow Zani without much trouble. As Adwale uh, digs around in the, the area around the where the fire had started, the tent flap. And there you see what looks like a, a piece of flint like someone would use to strike a torch. But you note that this flint has some sort of faded
0: symbol etched onto it. I pick up the flint and I'm wiping it off as to see if getting the suit and all their dirt and grime off of it. And I want to inspect it to see if I recognize, or if, if I can patch together what this symbol is.
1: As you look closely, you see that the symbol that is etched on the piece of flint is the same one you saw this morning etched on the moonshine's track.
0: Oh. I'm going to pocket it. And then I'll regroup with um, my, 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 my friends and sibling.
1: So as you regroup, uh, Robert turns expectantly to Moore uh, with almost like a, what would be a proud look for a spider if they had like a proper face, given that he's now made this enormous, perfectly square patch of web on the ground in front of you.
5: I look to Robert. And I look to the fire that's now gone. And I look back to Robert and shrug my shoulders and say, good job, Robert. Um, why do we even, you know what? That's for you, buddy. Thank you. Food? Yay! I will get you food later. Food. Would a chicken suffice or it has to be cow?
1: Do chickens have blood?
5: Yes. Yes! Okay, I will bring you a chicken on the way back, Robert, I promise.
1: You see that he's been shake his, his thorax excitedly.
5: Disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to leave Robert to it and join the group. <laughs> All right, oh,
1: uh,
3: it's the bug shaker.
2: Lethander and Nevitz, what are you up to? Nevitz is probably pressed to a lot of water out of his pantaloons and his hair, um, and waiting for uh, the party to get back together so we can go to Mother Sylvan.
1: Okay, so as everyone else is rallying up, uh, Jericho, you were the first one there to see Zani run up to Mother Sylvan's tent at the Cirrus tent. And you see him dart inside.
3: All right. Um. I guess are are, are the rest of the party very far away?
1: Uh, they're about maybe. Let me check real quick. Distance from tents. Your companions are about. They're only about 150 feet from you, but they're on the other side of the tall tent that sits in the center of the carnival. So you can go around. It's as the crow flies. They have to weave their way around some tentage to get to where you are right now.
3: All right, well, I'm going to create, cast, like, dancing lights, and there's going to be, like, a big, you know, like, neon flashing arrow, and then the text above it says, I'm here, guys.
1: And the locals ooh and ah as they see the the show extending above Jericho's head.
3: I'm standing underneath the arrow triumphant.
0: Question. Yes? Would they necessarily need a torch if they had a flint to light the... Or would they just need the flint to light the tarp ablaze?
1: So with the with flint, you could start a fire eventually, yeah. soon enough. But because the torch is, is uh, soaked in pitch, it lights yeah. a lot
3: faster. Okay, I'm gonna dip into the tent now with Sonny.
1: Okay, and so inside the the tent, you can see Mother Sylvenza there at the table, crouched over her crystal ball that's swirling with mists, and she looks less than pleased to have Zani in the tent with her. And as Zani is excitedly saying everything that is coming to his mind exactly the moment that it comes to mind. So if Zani, Zani, she's like, oh, and hey, this is look, just like I was saying, Jericho had all this crazy stuff happening, but don't worry, we're going to make this demon play totally awesome. Everyone's going to love it. Mother Sylvanza looks to, to Jericho. Child, what, uh, of what does he speak?
3: Well, did he tell you about the three men that lit the tent on fire?
1: Mother Silvenza looks to Zani with narrow eyes. No, he he neglected to mention part of evildoers and arson. Jericho, Zati, my beloved, what what is going on? The, you and friends were supposed to protect the, the Carnavale. What has
3: happened? Well... I told Zani to tell you what he saw outside our tent. Someone tried to seal us in the extra tent. Anyhow, we, we were trapped inside. They lit it on fire. Uh, unfortunately, it looks as though Zani didn't know which direction they ran, which confuses me because he was he left the tent right after these men approached the tent. Mother Silvenza, it seems like Zani's keeping something from us. And then I glare at Zani.
1: Zani looked and goes, Mother Sylventha, it's true. I've been keeping a lot of things from Jericho.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Go on.
1: Well, Jericho, there was a time oh, about three days ago when I blew my nose in your wig. And the <laughs> other day when we were all having breakfast, I had terrible flatulence. But I blamed it on Taylene. She was so mad at me, but, you know, it just felt like it was really funny at the time. And I knew that Nevitz wanted the water for the fire, but I just couldn't pass up the opportunity to do something really silly. So, I'm sorry. I have, I've put my clown duties ahead of the family. And for that, I apologize. It's just, I take clowning so seriously, Jericho. I hope one day you find something that you love as much as as I love being a clown
3: I'm sort of like there's a little more subtlety to comedy than just being obnoxious buddy
1: Donnie thinks about this and says, I think you're right Jericho can we sit down and talk about this I really want to have a heart to heart
3: we can but not right now now are you sure you didn't know you don't know where those men went you didn't see it because if you did tell us now Mother Sylvenza is probably not going to be happy if you're keeping that from us I, like, look at Mother Sylvanza.
1: She shakes a gnarled finger at Zani. Yes, no more keeping secrets. It is very important for safety of troop. Something evil is afoot. And Zani says, nope, I'm sorry. I don't know where those guys went, but if I see them again, I'll be sure to let you know. I mean, boy, it was it was super weird that they were walking around with scabbards, but, you know, you just kind of figured that if they got through Borag and you guys, that they must be legit. How close Jericho, are why are you looking at me like that?
3: <laughs> I just shake my head and... And... Shrug, I don't think we're getting anywhere with this, but you might want to keep your eye on him.
1: And Zani nods gravely, the, the bells jingling in his hat. In fact, I think it might be good to keep both eyes on me because if you only kept one, that might make you really dizzy.
3: <laughs> Jericho, like, <laughs> face palms and then sighs. She, like, looks over to Mother Slovenza. I think the rest of, of the troop security, that is. I, I think we're going to be here pretty soon. The rest of them have a lot to tell you as well.
1: Mother Sylvain said, nods in appreciation. You have done good work, Zati. I am proud. I know that Borag is proud too, and Kanasi, Brian, all the others. I know this has been a trying day, and a day of ill intent, given the year, the day of the year. But I have faith. You and your friends and yet do what we need to protect the troop.
3: Protect the troop.
1: Zani nods. You know, bell's jingling. I believe in you too, Jericho.
3: I glare at him. Don't you have clowning to do elsewhere?
1: Oh, yes, that's, that's right. I'm going to come up with some good ones. Don't you worry. But if you need me, I'll be out of the stage. And he jingle jangles his way out of the seeress's the tent.
0: Do we bump into him as he exits, or do we just pass each other by, like...
1: Uh, so, yeah, as, as you approach the tent, you see, see Zani coming out. Uh, oh, hey, Zani, what's going on? Jericho's already inside. I think Jericho's a little mad at me, though.
0: Understandably so. <laughs> um, I saw you blow your nose in her wig, and I thought it was funny myself, but it was quite rude.
1: Well, you know, I... That means a lot to me, Atwala. You know, it's,
0: but don't and, do it again. Listen,
1: no promises.
0: <laughs> I understand that with you. Um, I'll take out the flint and put it out symbol side and show it. Show it to him. More like a vice grip so that way he can't take it out of my hand, though. I'll show it to him. Does this? Have you seen this symbol anywhere before, buddy? Have you seen this before? Oh yeah, that symbol. Of course. Where? Oh, you haven't checked out the tattoo tent? I, aside from there, it, anywhere else, Zani. Oh, yeah. I've seen a bunch of tattoos.
1: So, like, (laughs) there's just one guy, and then a big guy, and then someone who I thought was a guy, but then had a really high-pitched voice, so it's kind of the jury's out there. Um, (laughs) But there's been a bunch of people who've been getting that tattoo.
0: All right. Well, that's all I need from you. Skedaddle.
1: If there's anything else I can do, I just want you to know, as Zani puts a hand on your shoulder and says, don't rely on me.
0: <laughs> Wasn't planning on it.
1: <sighs> Very prudent. As he jingle jangles his way off. And uh, as Zani departs, you you hear another slightly faint, almost apologetic jingle jangle. You see one of the other Harlequins approach. You see Columbina there looking, well, if, if she didn't have, you know, makeup caked all over her face. You could almost see that she was blushing out of embarrassment. So, I feel I may have taken things a little too far with almost killing Anton and then stealing the candles that he needs for his healing rituals. So, my bad.
5: Oh, you're going to return the candles and mark one thing off our list, yes? So, as she
1: reaches into the pouch that she has on her hip and pulls out the candles that she has just artfully snuffed out with her fingertips and hands them over and says, Yeah, it it seemed a lot funnier in my head, but you know, I'm only a clown in training. I'm not a pro like Zani, so maybe one day the timing will just be better, but you know, right now it seems like you're really busy and you seem kinda stressed. So I think I'll do a a reengagement with a joke when you've had some time to rest a bit.
2: Be cool. Sensing tension, Nevitt stands behind Luthander to get away from Moore. My Luthander eye <laughs> is
4: just admiring the way Moore is staring with such narrowed eyes. Yeah, clearly, clearly annoyed.
1: Yes, Moore?
5: tomorrow. Tomorrow I will find you, but today I don't have time for this. Mort just wiggles, her finger at her and just turns to walk into the tent. And
1: as you pass, you know, Columbina turns to Lathana and says, Oh, Talion says hi. Um, she said a lot of things, actually, some of which were a little disturbing, but I assume you'll sort all that out later.
4: Uh, Like what?
1: Ah, you know, the, were any promises made or assumed... <laughs> when you last met?
4: Uh... What kind of promises do you mean?
1: Uh, well, I think she actually went over to the smithing stall to get some bracelets made that are matching.
4: <laughs> okay. Um... Luthander has the look you would expect a 16 or 17-year-old to have at that moment. Can you is, describe
1: this look for us, though?
4: Yeah, he is looking terrified, panicked, uh, and puzzled all at the same time. And just, yeah, is like, puts his head down, starts rubbing his forehead, sighs and says, uh, sounds like there's a few things that we need to clear up. Did Taylene say anything else?
1: Ah, uh, you know, even what more just said, maybe that's like a tomorrow discussion.
5: I just call uh, over my shoulder. You can break her heart tomorrow, Luthander. We have too much to do today. Could you
4: just give me like a general idea? <laughs> it would... <laughs>
2: Oh Literally, the world might be ending. This <laughs> this young man has his is priority. Yeah.
1: Well, don't want to misconstrue the nature of the conversation, but there was something with bracelets and something with Darktide coming up and something with she was talking to Brian. About getting the wagons rearranged so that you two would be together When we break camp for Prontodol, Which is like a week away So that's going to be a long Ride together If you're not actually dating
4: Okay Appreciate the information Thank you
1: You know, I, I am glad to have been assistants I, I'm not I, Totally evil, just slightly evil But in a funny way
4: Yeah yeah, you're hilarious. Thank you.
1: Happy to be of service as Columbina jingle jangles her way off back towards the crowd, leaving the group of you with Mother Silvenza in her tent.
4: Yes, let's get back to saving the world. Thank you for the moment to sort my personal life out, which I failed to do.
1: It oh, oh wouldn't be the first. So, <laughs> as
3: drama.
1: you all arrive in the tent, you see Mother Silvenza you know, with a very serious look on her face, waving her wrinkled palm over the crystal ball letting the mist swirl inside since there's been much turmoil with you young zadis please tell me what has gone awry with your mission of help today
2: so just I want to make sure I get this on the record Nevitz is going to wait outside He'll, he will be listening at the tent but he just wants to make sure that there's no passersby inside second of all is Vezi in the tent
5: he's not in the tent okay then
2: Nevitz is outside keeping guard. He'll keep an ear close and let the rest of the party describe what happened.
5: Hold on, i want to look up a duration of a spell before we continue, see if I should give this to you. Okay, it's only a minute, so never mind. Proceed.
4: All right. Uh, so is going to suggest that we uh, perhaps provide a quick overview in two categories. But, hey, open to more. One, visions. So... Me and more, and the dagger, and to all the other weird stuff that's happening—that is yeah. not in the weird vision category. Does that seem like a reasonable, uh, reasonable approach?
5: Yeah, and specifically, definitely wanting to mention the mention of was a devil or demon. Uh,
2: yes, demons. It was demons. A- demons. Yes, it was demon.
5: Thank you. Um, and also kind of some of our theories that the cult is behind this, um, the three people might part, be part of the cult because they're wearing robes and more would want to put forward her theory that maybe it's not the end of the world. And Luthander's visions are coming from the dagger.
1: And so Mother Sylvanza nods as she extends one old wrinkled hand towards Luthander and says, please, child, take my hand. Who? Okay. Oh. To Lathander. Okay. Okay,
4: I'll take her hand.
1: So she so she gives it a, a firm squeeze, surprisingly strong for an old old lady. But she does. She closes her eyes for a moment. She opens them. She says, "You child, do not have the sight. These visions must have come from this cursed item." And then she she extends her other hand to to more. Please, child, take my hand.
5: I'm okay, thank you. My vision have stopped, so we're good there. Um, By the way, the queen also might die. Let's focus on that. Um, ooh, scary. Queen? Yes, the necromancer. <laughs> he's on the loose. He's not dead, and he's after the queen because we killed the spider queen. So a queen for a queen, that's more important.
3: This
1: child, you you must be mistaken. is a republic. There's no queen here.
5: Wait, what? <laughs> okay. Hmm, so when somebody threatens your queen, what could that possibly mean?
1: Speaking as, as metaphor?
5: Sure, why not?
1: Anyone, perhaps. Uh, a woman in position of authority and power. Perhaps Kalnasi, a, a member of the Bondurian Council, might qualify.
5: Oh, oh. We should probably warn her instead of doing okay, what you we were going to do. I think warning her seems like a, the most pressing matter of today. Right, guys? Isn't that correct?
2: yell from outside, no.
4: <laughs> Luthander is actually going to um just motion to more if she's willing to just step aside for a sec, you know
5: absolutely
4: (laughs) vision to vision Mm
5: -hmm, of course
4: uh and say that would you would you consider holding mother sylvanza's hand i think she might be able to provide some insight even if this these visions have stopped that might help us resolve this all faster so we can have that long rest i think we all want the long rest and I'm sure she's she's a a, a woman who uh, is discreet. I'm sure she won't say anything.
5: Luthander, if this backfires, I know your weakness now. And I turn to Mother Sylvenza. Yeah, which and one? I, and <laughs> I will tell your girlfriend about oh, this. I don't have a girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> I'll turn to Mother Sylvenza and I will begrudgingly hand her put my hand in her hand and kind of like look away, not making eye contact.
1: And so Mother Silvenza t- takes your hand, she gives it a firm squeeze for a, a moment that's just a, a bit longer than comfortable. Closes her eyes. When she opens them, she says, Child, you do not have the gift of sight. She releases your hand.
5: Okay! Wow! Ah! <sighs>
4: that Luthander feels a whole lot less good about this now.
5: More is beaming at this. Please, whatever
1: warning you must provide, please do so. I know that the Bundarans have put great faith in you and you have shown yourself to be people of incredible ability. Surely, if you stick together and fulfill your duties, the day will be done... Oh, you know it. Even a day as ominous as dark Tides Eve cannot last forever.
5: There's a creeping suspicion in the back of Mars mind. And as much as she doesn't want to do this, can I check to see if she's lying? And this is really Mother Sylvenza?
1: Yeah, make an insight check. Okay. See if Mother Sylvenza is it's being market. honest with you.
5: I rolled that virtually, sorry. Um, ten.
1: So I mean there's no indication that she is withholding information or attempting to deliberately deceive you.
5: Okay. I'm happy again.
4: Luthander will ask Mother Silvenza based on the based on what we've told you, do you have anything else that you can tell us?
1: Revealed that there were three men that tried to kill you. Started a fire. Yes. Yes, yes. And and you, Luthander, you somehow have a connection to where these villains could have Run off to?
4: Yes, yes. They're, the they're trying to kill some priests.
1: This is a thing of great evil. You must stop them, stop them from this. Uh,
5: can we do that tomorrow? Uh,
4: once Mother Selphanza has responded to the "Can we do it tomorrow?" <laughs> I will describe the priestly garbs, unless we recognise who the priests are, as in what god they worship.
1: No, you couldn't discern that from your your brief snippet. Oh, okay, so of, I couldn't
4: describe uh, it and get any more information. Right. Okay.
1: But uh, Mother Sylvanza looks looks at more with that kind of grandmotherly look of disappointment, of, like that she, she expected more of you. Like, if you have information that could save a life, save a life in a way that would protect the reputation of the Blue Veil Troop, my child, you know the answer.
5: But I'm tired.
3: I'm not. You're all very tired. <sighs> I like a little um like red bulb appears above I guess it wouldn't be a bulb it would be a a little kind of like spark a little red spark like kind of like um you know like in 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 comic books when like Peter Parker has has like the spider sense tingling uh-huh. and like there's little zigzags above his head that's what's happening above my head right now and and i I like pipe up and and I say, speaking of reputation, mother Saenza. Did you hear about the halo incident?
1: Halo incident? Of what you speak, child? Uh,
3: Well, in the square earlier, there was some kind of red halo that appeared above my head. It was bright, and I didn't notice it at first. Uh, I don't know what it is or what it means, but...
1: You have always had a unique gift, child. It would seem that your essence has been touched by that of goddess of light, one of the three goddesses who watches over all Hanatas. This is great sign and great honor.
3: So, this was a symbol of that, of this goddess touching me?
1: Perhaps. I would have to consult the spirits to be sure.
3: Please do. Yeah, what, what do I know about the goddess of light? Do I know anything about them?
1: Uh Make a religion check on that. Okay. Let's see. That's a
3: 13. I don't think I'm... Proficient in that, to be honest, at all. I don't think I know too much about religion, but let's take a look. See, um, yeah, it looks like, I'm like a fifteen. Yes. Okay,
1: yeah, certainly. Um, so you would know enough to that. that Heliona is one of the patron goddesses of the Hanatas. Uh, that there are some fairly interesting legends going back to very ancient times about the the creation of Ziafe and. Kaleona's unique contributions to the current configuration of the pantheon, along with uh, Kismaya and Jinx, the other goddesses that watch over the Hanatas. Um, there are some ominous uh, legends that you can just barely remember, but in the moment, uh, you get vague details that these goddesses did something specifically to protect the Hanatas, but you don't remember in the moment what. And, uh, and as this is going on inside the tent. Nevitz spots a familiar figure arriving uh, at the tent. It is none other than Vezi with a fresh bag of humber nuts that she's just happily munching as she stands just maybe like, you know, double arm's length away from Nevitz, staring at him
2: with her big goo-goo eyes. Hi, Vezi. Hi, Nevitz. Two questions since you seem to be just about everywhere. Have you seen any pictures, you might have seen tattoos of uh, men that have a, a bit of a demon skull with some kind of grain coming out the backside. Have you seen mm-hmm. that sign anywhere that we saw from the, uh, the distillery?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. If she bunches another Humbernut.
2: Where else have you seen that sign?
1: Oh, um, the, the jackets of the, the three guys who burned down the tent. They all had that sign.
2: I should have skipped ahead. <laughs> Vezzy, did you see where those three men headed off to?
0: Uh-huh.
2: Vezzy, please tell hmm? me where those three men headed off to.
1: Oh, sure. And she turns she points her little finger off to the, the forest trail of the northeast. They were taking that uh, path down by
2: the creek to go back to town. Vezzy, I assume after hearing Smedley talk about the dead body, you went and searched it, or at least inspected. Uh-huh. Did you see any specific... <laughs> religious symbols on the dead man matching any of the the gods of the Hanatas? i can't read it's a picture great uh final question have you seen that mechanical type bird that you saw myself and the, the group bring to the ground uh, when it was spying on us as we were going to the old well Ooh, the red tail hawk mm-hmm. did you see that in the exact same direction the three men were walking
1: uh sort of but it's up in the tree
2: Let me just throw it. Bezzy, is there anything else you think I should just know? I, I feel you're in on most of what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, Watch out for the gooey cube. It's going to kill you. You say that. <laughs> in your vision of the gooey cube, where did it do the killing of of our Zatis?
1: Mostly like kind of like a smothering thing. Like you were stuck inside and your arms were flailing and then you just kind of mm, like
2: dissolved. I would hate that to befall you. So I think you should probably stay and watch after Mother Silvenza. And again, I have tried lying three times today, and each one with utter defeat, except to Zani. Um, so I'm not going to try to pull the wool over your eyes. I truly believe there is a threat against Mother Silvenza. And I would truly appreciate it if you would keep watch over her. Be prepared to call some other adults in to, to rescue her if you see anything nefarious happen. When you say okay, are you going to stay <laughs> near this tent and stay mother's, near Mother Silvenza and not follow us? Uh-huh. For the duration of the day? Uh-huh. I owe you multiple gold and silver pieces so you can buy whatever you want. Oh. Thank you very much, Fezzi.
1: Can you give them to me before you die?
2: Why not? <laughs> uh, he pulls out one gold and three silver that we took from the distillery and he gives that to her.
1: Cheap. She takes them, she looks at them in her palm for a moment, looks to the tent, looks back to her palm, and hands one of the silves back to Nevitz. Can you buy me some more humber nuts, please?
2: I'll bring them on the way back. Okay. Nevitz goes inside the tent, and he just looks up and says, I think I know where the murderers are headed.
1: And that's where we'll pause for the session.
2: Why didn't we go to Vezzi first? Like, why do we keep going to Mother (laughs) Savenza?
4: That's a really good question. We're kind of expecting yeah. some sort of wisdom. Like, and she's, she's like, ah, it's all
2: fine. She, she's walking exposition. How would we not be yeah. going to the source? We should just put <laughs> her and Smedley down and ask them 20 questions. And we could probably <laughs> go right to the, the boss at the end of this book.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Visions Veiled and Violent. A D&D actual play of Gooey Cube's darkest dream adventure from the Red Star Rising campaign. Check out their amazing content at gooeycube.com. Also, a special thank you to Tabletop Audio for providing the fantastic music that accompanied this episode. As ever, please like, rate, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. And if you can, help us out at the Patreon by supporting us at the $3 tier. We hope to continue to share our collective storytelling with the community, and that's all made possible by your support. So please, tell your friends. Remember, you don't know the burdens others have carried to arrive at your gaming table, so be kind. Safe travels until next week when we return to visions veiled and violent.